Hello, retro gamers, and welcome to the Video Game Flashback Podcast. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Video Game Flashback is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and the regulars like Apple, Google, you know, things like that. <laughs> iHeartRadio, Spotify. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is always a pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Please understand the release of this show is going to be random. Sometimes I might release a, a few at a time, and sometimes it might be some hiatuses in between. Not because I'm either losing interest in the show or this or that. No, it's because you get busy, this and that, and maybe it's a bigger project on the way as well. And, of course, bigger projects, you piece those together, piece by piece by piece by piece. You can imagine kind of how I put together Mega Man 2 or so. That one was a lot of fun. Now we're going to stick with Capcom, and we're going to look at DuckTales for the NES. And don't worry, it's not going to just be NES, 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 but of course it is my all-time favorite game system. I'll probably even do an episode specifically on the NES itself. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of NES games off and on. There's going to be some Atari, Sega Genesis, Sega Master System. Yep, so we can go all over the place. It's all over the place, so (laughs) there's really not much of a limit to where this can go in terms of, like, yeah, maybe cut off around 1995 to 97-ish. We'll say. So, I mean, if I did a podcast maybe once every two weeks or something, that's just like an average. Imagining that, an average. uh, Once every two weeks, once every month, once every this or that. I could probably do this show the rest of my life at age 43. I could probably do it till I'm over 100 and still have plenty to do. Uh, Just saying. You know, I mean, (laughs) um, obviously not every game is going to have a lot of sentimental value. Some will, some won't. This one does have sentimental value, of course. Who didn't grow up with DuckTales? Who in my age group, and maybe slightly younger and slightly older, did not grow up with DuckTales as a cartoon, wonderful cartoon? Started off before the Disney afternoon, and then eventually became a part of the Disney afternoon, and actually hung on after Chippendale Rescue Rangers, because it was a better show. It was. And I don't think Chippendale Rescue Rangers isn't on the short list of uh, future games coming up. So, yeah, DuckTales is on the list. That's another NES game by Capcom. Imagine that. Mega Man 1, Mega Man 3, uh, Blades of Steel is on the short list. We could go on for a while. Of course, again, Sega Master System. Why not Ghostbusters? That's a fun game from the uh, the late 80s, obviously very much so. So DuckTales, though, again, started in 1987 as a great cartoon. Again, it was a standalone cartoon back in those days and eventually joined the Disney Afternoon circa 89 and 90, around there. So that's when they kind of put things together. I would say, yeah, that was uh, 1990 because that's that was the birth of Tailspin, um, arguably one of the greatest cartoons of all time, all time, easily. Uh, it's it's an all time uh, great cartoon. Um, unfortunately, the video game for that one not nearly as good as Ducktales or Chippendale Rescue Rangers. 
DuckTales had incredible music. Of course, you heard the title music, which is just like the cartoon. Like, life is like a hurricane in Duckburg, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and it just kept going, and it sounded so good. Um, so, regardless if you like the song itself, just the NES did a wonderful job putting it together. So, let's talk about, uh, let's go to Wiki here and talk about, again, the release of this game and who created it and such. Of course, yes, it was Capcom, and Capcom is so reliable. And again, you get that beautiful purple background, Mega Man, 1943, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, man, I mean, so many other fantastic titles from Capcom in the late 80s, early 90s, which I think were the probably about the best era you can imagine for video games. Though, of course, there is the Golden Age. We'll even talk about those uh, because, thankfully, I have some nice uh, discs, for the uh, Xbox 360 that actually play, you know, they actually play the real arcade game, the ports of arcade games like Centipede and such, uh, Pac-Man and all that. So, uh, actually not discs, but downloads. So, that was always fun with the uh, Microsoft Store. So, we will talk about Xbox in that sense, but it's going to be retro games in HD. So, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, the producer of this game is Tukuro Fujiwara. So, very uh, that's a familiar name from Mega Man. And then you get uh, David... Mullich, okay, that's a little American, right? <laughs> Darlene Waddington, not like Paddington, but Waddington. You just got to change it to a P, and it's the Paddington Bear, right? Designers, Yoshinori Tekenaka, and then uh, programmer Nobuyuki, Nobuyuki Matsushima. Mats, Matsushima, cool. Just like, uh, okay, I'll leave it alone. Matsushinsky? No, I don't know what I'm talking about. I gotta stop. Artist Kenji Inafun, Nayoya Tomita, Hiro Nori, Matsumara, Miki Kijama. Cool. Composers, that was that one, rolls right off your tongue. Composers, Hiro Shige, Sage, uh, Shige, I think is how you actually pronounce it. Tonomura, that was really cool. And they also came out of that Game Boy game as well. Not nearly as memorable as the NES. Not, in fact, not even close. Still memorable for some, of course. And I was a huge Game Boy fan. We're going to talk about Game Boy games. That's what's great about video game flashback. It's not an, an Atari show. It's not a Nintendo show. It's not a Game Boy show. It's not a Game Gear. It's all of them. And, of course, yes, Game Gear games. That's a system that's been ignored forever by a lot of people. Uh, one of the most underrated game systems of all time would be the Game Gear. Uh, you could even say SG-1000, going back pre-Sega Master System. It was actually competition for um, <laughs> it was competition for the ColecoVision and the Intellivision. It's just funny how, yeah, poor Sega, gosh. You know, see, it's like forever. See, they were behind with that one. They were behind in competing with those systems. Uh, maybe you could say a little ahead of the curve for Nintendo, but then the Master System was to compete with Nintendo after the crash. See, because SG-1000 came out in 84. We'll talk about this later, but you get the idea. And then after that, Sega was always trying to jump ahead too far when the technology may have been a little too young, and it bit them in the A-double-S. So <laughs> it really did. Uh, anyhow, now that I have completely gone off in different directions, when I'm supposed to be talking about DuckTales, why the heck not, though? It's video game related. The NES release came out before... The North American NES release came out before the Japanese version which does not happen very often, September 14th, 1989, and of course became a very, 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 very highly sought-after Christmas present as we headed into what people call the holiday season, but uh, I still say Christmas season in my case. Um, 
because that's what we celebrate. Uh, my brother got that for his uh, Christmas present, $58.89.90, which was the equivalent of quite a bit of money quite a, uh, at the time. And my parents were kind of, you know, you know, like, okay, sure, that's great. So it's a frightening thought. I had to pull this up real quick because I'm kind of talking here. $58 in 1990. So we'll say 1990 because it was the end of 89, basically, is the equivalent of $132.11. Do you realize that? So that's how much DuckTales was back then. And 58 bucks was pretty intimidating back in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, when you think about it, it's a lot of money. Like, say, like the uh, in television and all that in the early 80s was worth about 500 bucks. That's a lot of money. And I know, oh, that's just like the PS5 now. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It's still a lot of money, <laughs> considering what was going on. But it was state-of-the-art at the time in television. Um, DuckTales, I wouldn't call it state-of-the-art. State of it was capitalizing on a big name, and it was a pretty cool game. Um, and I remember my dad, like, what for? Why did it have to be that much? He's just walking up and down ladders and stuff. Big deal, you know. Like, who cares? Well, to us, it was special. It was a lot of fun. Um... Uh, it ended up being a bit of a shorter game than some of us may have hoped for that price and for the anticipation. They probably could have added some more stages and made it a longer and maybe a harder game. But, okay, there is difficulty levels in the game. Easy, uh, middle, and difficult. So there, there is that. Uh, there is easy, middle, and hard, basically, when it comes to DuckTales. So that's certainly <laughs> that's certainly something to talk about for replay value. It gets stupidly hard, and we'll talk about that a bit more when we actually start playing the game. Um, again, uh, Japan, it was released on January 26, 1990. In Europe, December 14, 1990. They had to wait pretty much a year. In fact, more than a year for America, but uh, even um, just about over a year in, uh, versus Japan. The Game Boy version came out in Japan before us, September 21st, 1990. North America it just says November 1990, and in Europe it just says 91, so it could have been any day of the year. Uh, it came out in 91. This is according to Wikipedia, so setting my source here, and they really want me to give $2. I have done it more before, so I don't have to give it every single time I visit the page. I just don't. Um, of course, Scrooge was the richest duck in the world. Flintarm Gomgold was always the second richest and wanted to catch him and blah, blah, blah. He was a big villain. They could have made Flintarm Gomgold a bit of a better villain in this game, unfortunately. But there's obviously some disappointment to it. But at the same time, still very memorable. The music is awesome. The graphics are, are lively. They're bright, colorful, lively. It's a fun, entertaining game that you could play any bleeping time you want. That's what's so great about DuckTales. And plus, you can make you dream. Like, wouldn't that be great if every single time you beat a bad guy, you could have like a, a, a diamond drop or something? Maybe not every time, but almost every time. $2,000, $10,000, $50,000 for those pink diamonds. Wouldn't that be nice if that was you? Wouldn't that be nice, especially in the late 80s, early 90s, you know? Again, just look at the inflation. We're talking like about double value, eh? So, more than double the value. So, 50000 we're talking like 111 or something, $110,000 for that, that pink diamond. <sighs> you know, so that's another thing and a fun part about DuckTales that can make you dream. Plus, an interesting glitch early on in the game that my brother caught on and it could drive people nuts because you'd hear the same Amazon song playing for like an hour straight saying ah, ha 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 where you could literally just make money over and over and over and over and over and run the clock out and then continue to make money kind of like in Super Mario Brothers the little glitch where you can uh, get uh, 
unlimited guys, basically. Well, not unlimited, but basically unlimited guys. You'd have to screw around and lose on purpose with the uh, the turtle shell. We'll talk about that when you talk about Super Mario One. All kinds of fun, like glitches or little, you know, little easy ways, little tricks to kind of make money real quickly in the game. It's more of just to get the better ending. Once you get to that $10 million threshold, you get the better ending, which isn't that much better. It just looks cooler, I guess. So instead of like jumping on a treasure chest, you're uh, playing in a big, huge pile of gold pieces or money or whatever. So just like Scrooge's money bin, laddie. So just like that. Uh, characters in the game. Scrooge McDuck. Launchpad McQuack, who can bring you back. And well, McQuack can bring you back. That way you can get all the money you just made you picked up like treasure hunting so to speak which how much fun would that be if that was if you could do that oh wouldn't that be fun i would love to be a treasure hunter if i could afford it and didn't have to you know make a living the way i do barely getting by <laughs> i'd be so much fun but yep so all the money you made by beating this guy and that guy so to speak in the level you get to launch bad mcquag he flies you back that rhyme that rhymed and then <laughs> McQuack takes you back. And then uh, all that money is back there again when you come back. So it's kind of like doubling your money from point A to point B. Point B being, of course, Launchpad McQuack. Huey, Dewey, and Louie just kind of give you little hint, hints along the way when you when you talk to them and the Beagle Boys, you know, they attack you, particularly in um, at the end of the moon and kind of around the, the center point of the Transylvania level. You run into the Beagle Boys a bit there. And if you run into the Beagle Boys, you lose money. So imagine that, the Beagle Boys being the crooks they are. Um, that's what the, that's what they're all about in the whole uh, DuckTales series. So very memorable, very enjoyable, worth every, well, it's not worth, I don't know if it's worth every penny. Well, now it might be. I don't know, but I'm sure the value has uh, jumped up. We'll talk about that around the end stages of the episode. With that, though, it's time to start playing the game DuckTales for the NES. And now you hear the song that I always imagine, like, ah, oh, you're just admiring how much money you have and all that. I used to play this even when I'd look at my bank account and all that, or look at E-Trade. <laughs> so I love that song, that da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So that's the fun part as you get the game started, admiring how much money you have, I guess. And ultimately deciding on where to go first and next and all that good stuff. I will be using the NES Mini. Um, yes, I got this on there. <laughs> I, I got this on there. I guess it wasn't on the original group. I used to think it was, but it actually wasn't. Well, it's on there now, that type of thing. So, And I do own the game. My brothers own the game. So it's been like, by the way, we've owned it twice. So I don't feel so bad. Of course, again, he paid 58 freaking dollars for it. Or my parents did way back in 90. So they got their damn money. So I don't feel too bad. Easy, normal, and difficult is obviously on the title screen. I haven't picked easy just because I want to play through it quickly. But, of course, the more difficult levels, obviously you have less uh, hit points. Or basically you get damaged faster, this and that. That's a huge way. That can be a huge problem. So you basically get damaged faster. Land select, you select uh, from Amazon, Transylvania, African Mines, the Himalayas, and, a moon, and the Moon, pardon me. Three, uh, every level has a treasure at the end of it. It'll actually display the treasure on the, com on the small computer screens on the side. The Amazon, there's kind of like a scepter, like say from like the Aztec kings or whatever of the past. Uh, Transylvania is like a big giant gold coin, I guess. African mines and what Africa is all about when it comes to treasure hunting. Big, big diamonds. The Himalayas, the Himalayas, pardon me, kind of like a 
Asian looking like a trophy or kind of like a gold statue or idol or whatever the heck it would be. And on the moon, it's like a big emerald piece of cheese. All right. Also, a big cool secret that a lot of people, some people know, some people don't. And we'll talk about it when we get to the levels as well. Two of these levels actually have a secret treasure. The uh, Those are the African Mines and the Moon. And we'll talk about that when we get there. So it's an extra million dollars. Each time you get the, the item, it's an actual million bucks. So we're going to select the Amazon first, of course. And here we go to the Amazon. You can pause the game on this one. You can, uh, we, uh, you'll notice little green tree stumps, not little, large green tree stumps. You can actually swat them if you have Scrooge McDuck walking into the tree, basically, and pressing that uh, B button. He'll actually whip it. You can also get into a pogo stick by you jump and then press the B button. Uh, you basically hold the B button down and Scrooge then does the pogo stick with his cane, and that can uh, damage the enemies. And, of course, also open treasure chests. The little diamonds are $2,000 each. <sighs> so certain bad guys drop little uh, little diamonds. Certain treasure chests as well have them. And then there's the larger diamonds, like I said earlier, $10,000. Ice cream cones heal one dot, basically, of power. Right now, you have uh, three dots. As you get further in the game, you can build up to four and five in the Himalayas. Himalayas and Transylvania. Unfortunately, there is a time limit in this game, so you have to make a note of that at times. So maybe hit the pause button if you need to for whatever reason, like maybe me babbling right now, something like that. Hit the pause button or whatever it is, like you need to get up, get a drink of water or God knows what else. <laughs> um, Amazon, again, the music here is awesome. It always kind of, I'd often play this thinking like, wow, making money off of E-Trade and all that, like certain little penny stocks years ago. I had fun with that. So it's an entertaining song. Plus, again, there's the trick very early where you get to the first part of the game where you see like a vine where you can go downward. There is a uh, spot where there's like three like stones basically on the top. The trick is, so you knock out the two stones that are, you know, stacked on top of each other. There's a $10,000 diamond underneath. What you can do is you walk right, not left, but right. I've said some mistakes in the past, some of these. Uh, till those stones are off the scroll, the spot where the stones were off the screen, they will respawn, and you can walk left, knock the stones out again, walk right, <laughs> shoot. But you have to knock the two stones out to get it. If you knock the, the one on the right, the left part of me, it'll mess it up. So you walk off the screen, they will respawn, and there's your 10,000. You get it again, walk off the screen, respawn, and there's your 10,000. So pretty cool, pretty funny way to do this at the end of the day. At this point, I recommend building up approximately 500k or so. $500,000 is that all, right? So before you go down the vine, let's go to the left a little more. Get the treasure chest with like a gold medallion. It's got an M on it, basically. That is your uh, invincibility. And 
and then you get to a vine to go up. Highly recommend you go up there, no doubt about it, because there's two diamonds up there that are worth fifty thousand dollars, laddie. So you better get those two. I just went from five twenty to six twenty. So that's a hundred thousand dollars that you can build up. So let's uh, now go back to the left. Might as well do that. Yep. After you got the hundred thousand dollars up there. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Just climb up a vine. Yeah, it's a little dangerous, but what the hell? Climb up the vine, get your hundred grand. Oh my God, I could sure use that right about now. So I climbed down the vine. Now you see this, um, I don't know if it's metal looking thing. I don't know, like a crate or some kind of like a stool or something, something you can stand on, literally. You whip it, you kind of run into it, whip it to the left, not right, to go up the, uh, you, can, you can use it to jump up the statue off the pogo stick, basically. And then you're in like a secret screen, above the screen kind of type of thing. And you can get little treasures up in here. At this point, mostly a bunch of ice cream cones and stuff at first, but then you go back up again, the next screen, because you can go back up there, continue to the left, and there's another uh, bunch of stuff. Don't, uh, yeah, pick up the little diamonds first so they don't disappear, because they don't last forever. Open the treasure chest, another $50,000. So now uh, at 7.02, basically, which is incredible. Hopefully I don't run out of time. That's the one thing i got to worry about. Because you want to get to lunch pail, I mean launch pad, before he runs out of time. I had to say that, because, uh, what was it, Agent Double O Duck? Where, uh, yeah, <laughs> launch pad was Agent Double O Duck, and they kept calling him lunch pail. And, of course, now as we're going to the right underground here with these bones or spikes or whatever the heck they are, two treasures in the middle. One is a cake, which refills your energy completely. Yummy, yummy. Let them eat cake. Uh, Scrooge is a cake eater. There's no doubt about that. Um... And then there's, uh, again, a uh, uh, one-up doll. The little doll, Scroogey doll, that's a one-up. Of course, also, I just, I believe there's an ice cream cone hidden in the uh, little corner in the far right. But um, for now, we're above the vine. So there's a snake with a treasure chest above him and a, st a stone in front of you on the right side. Go to the left of that stone, whack it upward. It's like playing baseball. It knocks down the, uh, it hits the uh, snake. Oftentimes I end up kind of screwing around, going to the left a little bit because there's some invisible diamonds in the air, basically. Also, another major thing on the far right of the screen where it's like a stone wall, basically. Pogo stick a bit. There's some hidden items there. Diamonds and cakes and all that good stuff. So you're going to have full power and get some more money, Lutty. So climb up the vine. And then there's a... Oftentimes I end up jumping to the right vine from the screen above. There's another $50,000 diamond. Oh, the Amazon, I love you so much. Boy, I wish I could visit this place, huh? Get the treasure over the... You know, that's up to you. It's just an ice cream cone. And now you get the little bit dangerous part here where you watch out for these bees every time. They keep coming. There's a trick to kind of trigger some uh, glitches. Well, not glitches, but it's just kind of outsmart the game, I guess, eventually as you get further and further to where uh, Launchpad is flying around. This is not the one that takes you home. You want to be facing the right that way the bee will come from the other direction and he'll just kind of be parallel to you rather than coming at you. And of course, Scrooge will ultimately go on or jump on once you touch the rope. So there you go. He takes you to the other side of the uh, pit or whatever the heck it is. It's not too far. It's on the same screen. Most of you will see it and know it. You've probably known it already anyway, but just in case. It's a lot of fun to go through this thing. Get up there to the Amazon. I'm actually almost uh, out of time here. 36 seconds remaining. And there's Launchpad magically again. So you basically just walk up to him. Um, but don't get it yet. Obviously get the treasure chest first. 50,000 right there. So you walk up to Launchpad. Hey, you want to lift the duck bug, Mr. McD? 
Yes, A or no B. Pick B first because you can go up above the screen again to the left. And there's more treasures, baby. More treasures. Go get them. 50000 10000 and 10000 So what's that? $70,000. Yeah. Oh, I now have 926 grand, And I do want to lift back to Duckburg, Mr. McD. Uh, yes, that's an A. So with 10 seconds remaining, I just put $926,000 in my quote-unquote account. And I could do it all over again if I wanted to. So you could walk out of the Amazon with almost $3 million. And if you want to get $10 million to get the quote-unquote better ending, you want to do that pretty much. You want to take advantage of the little glitch. Obviously, you'd be at the million for beating the level and all that. But again, take advantage of the little glitch and get everything along the way. Unfortunately, you won't have as much time this time around because you want to get to the boss. So take note of that. Very, very important when you think about that. And before you do a whole lot of anything, remember to get those two $50,000 diamonds. They're going to be there again. So if only you could do that, just fly home and get the 50 again. But now Launchpad will not be there later. So this time, yeah, that's it. That would be kind of cheap if you could do that, but it'd be funny. Uh, so use the glitch up to maybe, I don't know, don't use the time up too much. Probably have it at about 300 seconds remaining, I think should be enough. That's usually about my strategy. So just kind of move as quick as you can, playing around with that glitch until you're able to... Uh, get to that point so of course yeah once you get to about 300 seconds you better get going climb down that vine of course i already gotten the uh fifty thousand dollars or hundred thousand dollars you want to do all the same stuff get the money over in the uh, left upper screen whatever you can almost skip the other one with uh this, this first screen but no nah, why not twenty thousand a couple of ice cream cones so why the heck not but you do kind of have to book 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 from here on Yep, it's, it's mostly to get that $50,000 diamond again. Oh, if only you could get that in real life, if only. But now you pretty much, again, have to move fairly quickly here. You don't want to run out of time before you get to the boss. The boss. So hopefully I didn't gauge this incorrectly, and if I did, I deeply apologize. Maybe die on purpose, right? Nah, nah, no need to do that. And now I'm back to where uh, Launchpad used to be. Of course, I got the stuff out. Uh, but now it's heading to the right after getting the stuff out of the other screen. You want to move to the right, of course. There's a ball coming your way. Just heck with it. Avoid it as humanly possible. You have multiple options of where to go. The uh, way up there, you can actually climb up an invisible ray, uh, rope. Once a bad guy comes, you bounce off him and go up there. That's a quick way to get to the bad guy, depending on the timing. Actually, you can even use the treasure chest there. I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to go the standard way. It might depend on how much time you have left. So I'm actually risking myself going this way a little bit with the timing. But should be plenty of time. There's a medallion hidden on the little, uh, hidden up at the, around the ceiling area. When you jump on the little tiny ledge that's sticking out. That way you can get through all these natives. See, now you walk up to a statue that says pay 300 grand to pass through here. Make sure you press the B button. No, you're not going to pay for it. Here comes a bad guy as you walk to the left a little bit. You know what to do, right? Jump off the bad guy, go up the rope. That's 300,000 saved. A 300,000 saved is 300,000 earned, baby. Uh, Dewey just kind of gives you a hint and using your cane to get the, beat the treasure keeper. That would be the boss. So the trick here is, again, just kind of walk to get a, uh, as the ceiling collapses on you. You're going to get hit, probably, unless you're really good at it, which I wasn't there. I got to the boss with 99 seconds to spare. 97, pardon me. It's a bit of a statue. All you got to do is bounce around and kind of just... Get the cane on his head. Just time it right. Unfortunately, if you're on the ground when the ground's shaking, you get uh, disturbed a bit. Kind of like Roy Koopa. I've now hit him three times already. 
And that's four. I believe it's five or six, and he's kaput. Of course, I'm not timing things right. Five. He's gone. The treasure chest holds the golden scepter or whatever with the ruby or whatever it is. 184 grand. Add that to uh, 926. So up we go to that fun room where all your money gets added up together. Oh, laddie. Very successful trip. 277,000. Okay, cool. 2,773,000. With that, it's time to go to Transylvania. What you just heard was the American version of Transylvania. Really, really cool song and very memorable. And, you know, that's what we grew up with. A lot of us that are a little bit older and some of you young gamers that are getting it, uh, to it for the first time probably are like, yeah, that's not bad. And then a year later, though, the Japanese version came out. This is the only song from the others, at least I'm aware of, that actually has a different version of the song versus, you know, say Amazon, Transylvania, African Mines, The Himalayas and the Moon. The Transylvania actually has a different song in the Japanese version. Check it out. Pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's like, all right, kind of got that haunted, like, ooh, sound, and the other one's kind of, well, it's got a different kind of haunted feeling. Almost, again, it just has that really cool late 80s, early 90s vibe, and the other one, the Japanese version, kind of sounds a little scarier, a little more like, ooh, this is going to be real interesting. Uh, I don't think it's like Castlevania, but I suppose the, uh, <laughs> the graphics and all that and the decor of the level sort of look like Castlevania, kind of, sort of. As we now go in there for real, uh, obviously this one's a big gold coin, I suppose. You gotta like the doors in the background, the kind of rotting wood. You see skeleton ducks running around, they kind of knock over, they destroy the stones. Knights, you can whack them and the helmet will come off. Sometimes there's a present or an item in there. This is a more confusing level in terms of, you can get, uh, you can get lost here. The mirrors transport you to different areas. The first mirror you see, just ignore it. There's a... Uh, a medallion that can give you invincibility so again this one's a little different and you kind of hop around this level definitely has the least amount of money and treasures in it so to speak except for the fact that you can get the uh well <laughs> the star looking item that gives you a uh, an extra heart or extra dot for 
you know, like full hit points. It actually literally says hit points in this version. What I recommend playing through it the first time, continue to the right for, for the time being. Sometimes I get confused. You can even actually whack the graves, RIP. I used to wonder what the heck that meant. Yeah, rest in peace. So uh, you keep going to the right. This one does not have a false wall, as they might say in Zelda 2. And then you go down the, uh, the rope, whack on the knight. That one does have a treasure. It is a cake. Usually it's a cake that can fill you up completely. Occasionally it's a diamond, I believe. And, yep, of course, you want to avoid all the spikes and such. You go underneath to the left. Bouncy, 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 bouncy. Isn't it fun? This is like a little treasure room. Basically, diamonds. Uh, you get the 50000 $50, diamond, the ten thousands, and uh, yep. So it's a hundred grand there, which is actually a lot of money. See, now you get transported to the mirror, the first mirror you see in the level. Again, I really like the rotting wood effect in the background. That looks really cool, actually. And it's like, oh, it's like way back in the day. You know, like, who knows how far back. It could be like, um... Civil War days, or probably further, probably 1700s, 1600s, 1500s, who knows, but way, way, way back. I'm not sure exactly what they're targeting, if it's 1800s or further back in this old beat-up uh, haunted house in Transylvania. Probably more like frickin' 16, 1700s, like Castlevania. And then you get to see uh, Beagle Boy, you know, supposedly he kidnapped Huey, I guess, but it doesn't really look like it. There's a hidden medallion, if you go, say, under the Beagle Boy for a bit uh, to the left... But then, yeah, so, I don't know, it doesn't really harm much. I mean, it doesn't really help all that much. It's not really necessary, because when you go rescue Huey, so to speak, the Beagle Boy takes only one hit anyway. And then he, uh, basically, Huey gives you a hint that the place has an illusion wall. Uh, the funny part is, if you walk away out of the screen, there's the Beagle Boy again. Oh, he kidnapped Huey again. No, he didn't, and don't worry about it. So, now, the best way to get rid of the mummies is to knock the... Uh, ball and chain basically with your cane hit it kind of golf it away otherwise you can jump on him with your pogo stick as well not jump on him with your feet but the pogo stick occasionally the graves uh the capstones or whatever you want to call it the gravestones give you diamonds but ones that uh, are covered by bricks like these don't even bother because a ghost will come out there's ghosts that fly around they can kill you in this level i'd say keep going to the right once you get to the uh the rope keep going to the right for now you can pogo the, uh, the uh, what do they call them, the, the mummies, whack the uh, gravestone for a diamond. And now you get into the illusion wall where that uh, power-up piece is that gives you now four hit points instead of just three. Ignore the gravestones there, they're both ghosts, hell with it. But yes, there's an illusion wall and that's how you get the, uh, the fourth hit point, so to speak. There's a fifth hit point later on. In the uh, on the moon, that's like what I recommend as the final stage. Now you climb up the rope, and you do not want to go to the left unless you want to, you know, unless you want to experience another part of the the level. I suppose uh, what you want to do here. Don't bother with the mirror either. Another illusion wall. Go through the illusion wall, and then pick the uh, right mirror once you go through the illusion wall. Illusion wall, pardon me. And now you're in the very final area where you can get the magic and a spell. So just kind of bounce around. You'll find hidden diamonds and maybe some ice cream cones if you need them. But the hidden diamonds definitely are helpful, especially the little area that dips down. That's basically a spot for two diamonds there. Now you get the magic and a spell. Well, he wants your number one dime. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, ha. Okay, I can't imitate her too well. So, of course, try to avoid the lightning bolts and then pogo her once she comes down. Oftentimes she's too high, which is annoying. Much later in the game, you face Dracula Duck, but that's a spoiler alert. 
Now I got her low. I've hit her for the second time. I'm very proud of myself for doing that. She's too high, so just ignore her. Leave her alone. Oh, she comes down. I've hit her three times. My brother used to have a hell of a time with her. She is one of the harder bosses because she moves around pretty quick, actually. Uh, magic. God. There, I got her. Whew. I got me number one dime. Well, I don't know. It's a big gold coin versus are worth uh, a million bucks. This level, again, has the least amount of money in it. So there you go. So much for Transylvania, at least for now. You go back much later in the game. Yes, actually, and you go back for a split second as well before you go to, uh, when you, once you go into the African mines, you need to get the skeleton key. Uh-oh. So let's go to those African mines right here, right now. here and this is where you get your first secret treasure where you can walk out with two million dollars instead of one and of course maybe a bit more than that as well but first when you come into the african mines of course you're going to the right of the screen you get these mud sl sludge monsters whatever you want to call straight out of garfield i suppose there's louis you need a key to get in it's in transylvania uncle scooge okay sorry so then you go in there back to transylvania for a split second it just takes you there automatically all the night uh armors, whatever. There's no helmet at all. Just go to the first mirror you see. And then there's a big treasure chest now that wasn't there before. Eureka! It's the skeleton key to the mine! Yep, so now we're going to back to African mines with the skeleton key. So, yep, it's a diamond mine, laddie, as we head into the African mines. <clears throat> yep, and you can maybe golf the, uh, the stone you see at the beginning. Golf it around. It'll hit the bat. That's what that is, a bat. Not a baseball bat or anything. Okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, don't pogo the treasure chests that appear. This is where you can get to the treasure chest that's up on the higher level. It's worth $50,000. I guess there's also a vine there, which I purposely didn't grab onto, an invisible vine, when you jump off the screen, basically. But, yeah, jump, like, above the screen, so to speak. I didn't bother. This is another level that can be a little confusing if you don't know what you're doing. But I just say continue to the uh, the right for now. I'm just kind of doing this all on instinct. I just know, you know, like when you play the game a bajillion times. Again, you can also whack the, uh, they look like a treasure chest. They're probably more like a mining, whatever the heck you'd call that. Like a, it's a chest, but it's not a treasure chest. But yeah, you whack it and a diamond comes out. You go all the way to the right. There's a $50,000 diamond in there. So you get that. Now you go back to the left and head down the uh, chain rope or whatever you'd call that. Now, there's another illusion wall in the left area. You notice how it looks all like rocks. There's an illusion wall. Jump through that. Or not jump through it, walk through it. There's an extra guy in the big treasure chest. Continue. And now go down the uh, chain again, whatever the heck you'd call it. Now you want to go to the right, or you see a bunch of uh, those piranha plant flowers. Forget about that, or at least a couple of them. Continue to the right. Continue to the right. Continue to the right. <laughs> Knock away the stones and watch out for the big, giant bowling ball, tomato, whatever the hell it is. I feel like I'm going the wrong way. Nope, I'm not. You go up, up. Actually, we're right back where we were. Huh. Okay, yes. Now, yep, you go back up like I just did. Now you go to the right in that little uh, area. 
It's a little thin area, and there's uh, Mrs. Beakley dropping tons of ice cream cones. Thank you, Mrs. Beakley. And then it looks like nothing behind there, and if you jump off, you're going to die. False. Absolutely false there. This is where you find the secret treasure. Start bouncing on your pogo stick and take a leap of faith. There's a frog. Keep your pogo stick out and keep jumping on those frogs that pop up. Okay, now you've gotten to a ledge with the treasure thingy. Thingy, my Bobby. Bounce over the pit there. And wow, there's a big giant treasure chest. And there is a big giant ruby or diamond ring. I guess that would be ruby. Grab it. One million dollars, ladies and gentlemen. In 1989. Yes, sir. It's a hidden treasure. Yeah, that was a million dollars, baby. So again, that's a key to getting to the uh, the happy ending, so to speak. Not happy, but more wealthy-looking Scrooge McDuck, you can say. Laddie. And then you go down the uh, chain rope. All you got to do now, or as my old friend Dave used to say, all you got to do now is go to the left. And you're pretty much in the final section of the level. Now, you get the... Uh, remember the... Uh, Terra Firmia level, or Terra Firmia episode in DuckTales many years ago. It's that Terra Firmian king. And again, just kind of be patient. Bounce on him when he comes out of his ball. When he's a ball, he's invincible. I believe I've hit him three times already. Hit him four times. Again, just be patient. He's not that hard, really. He's gone. And there's your diamond. And there you go. Two million, one hundred and eight, uh, two million... And 180000 now it's two 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 after you get the extra money from screwing around getting the, um, <clears throat> or yeah, from having leftover time, so to speak. So it's about 3.7, whatever, about $3.75 million to go to get to the uh, goal of $10 million. Uh, you can beat the game without the $10 million, but you don't get the better ending, so to speak. So that's the African mines. Not that long, eh? And we got the uh, special treasure. You're getting a guaranteed $2 million out of the moon. And in both the moon and in the Himalayas, excuse me, Himalayas, I'm just kidding. There's Launchpad there where you can bring money back. So getting $10 million after this shouldn't be all that complicated, to be quite honest. So we're in good standing, laddie, <laughs> at the end of the day, as long as you kind of follow some of my... Uh, ideas and such along the way. Let's head to those Himalayas. Get your coat ready. It's going to feel a lot like it did here this past week during the Christmas uh, Christmas weekend and really the week leading up to Christmas here in uh, the Twin Cities anyway. Himalayas. Yep, it looks more like the North Pole or the South Pole. Probably the South Pole, if anything, but what the heck do I know? You get those uh, Lenticure-type clouds or whatever you'd call those. Yes, I'm a weather nut. Uh, there's different clouds up in those parts of the world um, in, like, kind of polar areas or, of course, this is not polar. Technically, it was the Himalayas, which are way, way up in the mountains, so it's freezing cold for that reason because of how high you are. But, um, <clears throat> again, you watch out for the goats and little rabbits that jump around. It's not too complicated. Uh, if you pogo into the snow, you just kind of fall. You just kind of sink in and you can't move for a second. You just, all you got to do is uh, jump out of it. So it's not too hard. This is definitely not the easiest level in the game, though. 
game is definitely uh, getting incrementally harder. And the stupid freaking goats, if you go too far to the left, respawn and respawn and respawn. Watch out for a $50,000 diamond after you fall off some of the, or after you kind of go down the hill a little bit. Generally try to walk around the edges as much as you can because uh, diamonds might pop up out of nowhere. If only you could make money by just walking. Wouldn't that be cool? Like maybe you get steps on your Samsung or Apple phone and then you find diamonds in certain little areas walking around in your neighborhood. Wouldn't that be nice? But yep, I say go all the way to the right. All the way to the right until you get to what looks kind of like, uh, looks like there's a dip with snow. Just go down, it's invisible or yeah, it's an invisible pit basically. Get the treasures from one side and then, oh, then you, you know, the only way to go over is just use the rope and you get another bunch of money. 214 thou at the moment fall down so to speak and there's lunch pail but I'd say wait a little bit collect a couple more bucks first so go all the way down just kind of keep going down rather than to the, the the left get some more moolah first to kind of guarantee your your uh, exploits yep see now you kind of see the key is kind of jumping around as much as possible uh, on the ledges because then uh, up in the higher areas you're probably going to have diamonds come down. Like just now there's a $50,000 diamond hidden. And I just kind of knew that without even thinking. You know, it's just so some of you that might be newer to the game won't think about that. Spiders are annoying as hell. Sometimes you just kind of kind of force your way through when they don't come down. Otherwise, if they come down, you can jump on them with your pogo stick. Otherwise, again, just go under when they're going back up. Again, that's kind of basic strategy, platforming, gaming strategy that I probably don't even need to tell you. Most of you have an idea. Um, and then you get to Huey who tells you Bubba is trapped in ice. Please help him. And this is this is actually where you get the other, uh, yeah, how stupid of me. I thought it was the moon. No, this is where you get the other um, hit point, the fifth hit point. So when you get the medallion, the, uh, the medallion that makes you invincible for a second, that's when it's better to kind of rush your way uh, across the platforms because the, uh, the blue... Icicles fall down, so the medallion comes in insanely handy for that, or you can just move quickly. And then the way to get Bubba, golf the uh, platform thingy to the wall, to the wall, the metal okay, metal stool or whatever the heck it is, to the wall, bounce off of it, uh, jump on Bubba basically with your pogo stick, it'll knock him out of the ice. And he says, you've saved me, good, I show you secret treasure. So then you get the secret treasure, there is your fifth hit point, and you're all maxed out. Cowabunga, dude. So now, what you want to do is uh, try to go all the way back to the right, if humanly possible, and then get up to the rope to get to lunch pail. But sometimes the jumps are a little dangerous. Here, again, you just take your time. Now that you don't have the medallion, just get to the edge of there, and the blue icicles will fall without being a huge hazard. And that wasn't that hard, honestly. So you could do it without the medallion, obviously, because I just did going back the other way. I've done it a billion times. Much to my uh, ignorance, remembering that. Again, just go all the way back to the right to get to Lunch Pail. I guess you get the medallion again. It respawns. That's kind of cool. That helps. Again, keep going to Lunch Pad. I keep calling him Lunch Pail. And now I have 374,000 versus 218 or whatever the heck it was. So it's a big difference, actually. You want to live back to Duckburg, Mr. McD? Yes, A. No, B. I. of course I want to go back to Duckburg. Sorry. I can't help it. I'm... I like to imitate things. Oh, I fell into a, a special zone. Gyro Gearloose, who this is the only time he ever shows up in the game. And I fudged it up royally. 
Yeah, you just keep scrolling to that. That almost never happens, by the way. It's a very secret uh, special zone that almost never happens. I don't know what triggers it. I'm not sure, and I apologize. That's probably something I need to look up probably real quick before I finish the show. But um, Or if it's just completely at random. But Gyro Gearless is frying some kind of contraption and throwing out the $10,000 diamonds. It's a sc- constantly scrolling left screen. And once you bleep up, you bleep up. And, you know, you know. so it is what it is. It'll last as long as you last, basically. So then we go back to the Himalalas to kind of do all that over again. So as I return to the Himalayas, I have an update as to how you get to that secret area. So, again, like you say, find Launchpad in a stage. It could be any of them. Some people thought it was just the Amazon stage. Well, I was in the Himalayas, and I know I've done it here before. Uh, he'll offer to take you home. Again, if you have... Um, if your 10,000s digit is a 7, so like 70,000, whatever, and maybe you have a million, blah, 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 or whatever, but if there's a 7 in the 10,000s digit, he'll take the detour to a tract of sky where Gyro uh, flies along, spewing big diamonds for your taking. So, pro tips of the day, pro tips of the day, this is, I believe, one of the uh, video game wikis or, or blogs and such, so pro tips of the day. Thank you very much. Credit goes to Will's blog? Or isn't there a Okay, it was submitted by Will. So that is Will himself. Thank you, Will. Thank you very much, Will. Maybe we'll refer to him in the future. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, we, and we probably will. So because, I mean, there are little secrets like that. That's good to know. So it's when the 10,000th digit is a 7. I've always wondered that. So sometimes you learn something new. And I know, I just apologize. Some of you might be like, okay, I knew that 20 years ago. Well, apologize. So that's how you get it. Uh, we go back to the Himalayas and all that. Basically go just continue where you were. This time, Launchpad's not there. Basically, that's the main thing. Again, you want to jump around all over the place to collect as much money. See, right now, I have 70000 So I, What if I just left it at that? But say it could be, you know, 270000 or 170000 It has to be a 7 in the, you know, the fifth figure, basically. Right now, it's 82000 So that 7 is long gone now at this stage. But I must have had 170 Or no, in that case, I'm not sure. See, now I'm beginning to wonder. I don't think that was a 7. But okay, whatever. That's what they say. It's a seven. So hopefully that's correct. <laughs> I still say go all the way to the right and then go basically all the way to the left without having to go down to the uh, first level unless maybe you want to collect a couple other bucks, extra bucks along the way. It's all up to you what you decide because, again, remember you want to get to $10 million. But you know, there's a bunch of money. See, I'm already at 212 just like that. You know, just by going all the way to the left and finally climbing down and bouncing around there with the $50,000 diamonds. Uh, I thought there was something where Launchpad used to be standing, but there isn't. So again, we're going back all the way now. You could go down to that first level. You don't have to. It's not necessarily a, a need. Wait a minute. Oh no, I don't think it saved the money. So that's the other kind of... Uh, Oh my, yeah, that's the other kind of major thing you got to think about. If you fudge up and fall, you don't keep the money. Oh, so that's not good. Oh yeah, I, I remember now. Yep, because it's only happened a few times. I didn't even think about that. That money never got added. So the 6248000 is still there. It never got that uh, 300000 400000 never got added. So let's get every little lousy freaking penny we can get then in this level because we kind of need it. So... Um, yeah, kind of sucks. You were guaranteed $3 million by, of course, getting the two treasures in the moon and the treasure in this level, which would put us at, you know, like nine fifty or, yeah, 
9, 9,500,000-ish range after just if I just took this money right now. So yeah, we need about another 500K to kind of accumulate here in this level. And on the moon, again, lunch pad is on the moon. So should be okay still, even with that mistake. Just now I just gained an extra 50 thou. So very important thing of note that I needed to talk about again though. So just kind of mess around in the level. Ultimately, once you get all the way to the left, uh, on the second level, that's when you start going up. Now, obviously, this is like the basement where, I, where you go to get Bubba and such. But like the second area, basically, try to hang around there. And then when you get all the way to the left, that's when you finally start working your way up to the final area towards the bad guy. When you're on that main, that middle level, you could say, down underground. Yeah, watch out for falling in the pit because then you'll just fall down to the third level. In the ice, well, like when they're in between the two ices, I guess you could say ice levels, there's a pit. Um, so avoid that ice platforms anyway upper area otherwise now you get to see like I don't know it looks like um, it looks like Jason Voorhees is a hockey player Jason Voorhees is a duck as a hockey player again yeah they're wearing those hockey masks but that's supposed to be a goalie mask not just a guy with a hockey stick so yeah but Jason Voorhees in a duck suit basically that's what it is with a hockey stick god dang it and then you fall because of the stupid spider and all that, and now I'm way back where Launchpad is, so back to the left I have to go. Oh, goody gumdrops. Once you go far enough to the left past the Jason Voorhees uh, ducks on skates, basically, just go up the rope. Don't even mess around with that stupid spider. It's kind of like a trap. I mean, if you're good enough, you can do it. Good for you. If not, hell with it. Otherwise, I believe, nope, there's no secret there after that blue ball. Again, just avoid it. Again, remember the Beagle Boys will rob you, so knock them around. Shoot, yep, then they find a treasure chest. Ah, I screwed it up. So I'm going to go back down the uh, rope. You want to actually catapult yourself above. So you notice there's an area to the left, far left, you can go, uh, that goes up to the screen, basically, the top of the screen. You can get up there, just like in other levels, so, ah, uh, in the Amazon. So you go up there, you jump off the Beagle Boy or the treasure chest. I decided to keep the treasure, like I hit the treasure, took the diamond, then respawned the Beagle by going down the rope again. And then you can get your $50,000 diamond, which, yeah, I recommend doing. Do it. Uh, especially in the situation that I'm in now where I fell down the, uh, the, uh, in the bonus area and lost that money. So that was actually kind of shitty. Uh, part of my French. Now you jump down. Uh, as you start heading to the right, there's a moving platform. And it moved too quickly and I fell off. So that was dumb. And now I'm stuck way back where Launchpad is. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> So that's another key. Don't fall off the uh, platform. Otherwise, you end up going back to freaking, uh, you know, back to where Launchpad is. Luckily, I was able to work my way back very quickly. So again, just get on that platform. Basically, jump. Don't even bother with the pogo stick. And then kind of, again, jump off the platforms. Get to the uh, moving platform, so to speak. And there's your final boss. This looks just like Mega Man, how you kind of go on the screen. It's almost exactly like Mega Man. It's some kind of Sasquatch character. And, yeah, this reminds me of, like, Airman, Crashman, something like that. It's one of those two. I think Airman, in a way. Yeah, I mean, this is completely Mega Man right here. Scrooge versus this big Sasquatch guy. He's done. I got the uh, little golden statue, whatever the heck it is. Chalice, whatever it is. It's a statue. And, uh, wahoo, wahoo. I now have approximately, uh, looks like 7.5 mil or so. It's got to be a little more than that. 7.7, .7, yeah, so getting the 10 million should be extremely easy at this point. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's not that far away. 227,000, 
to go along with the two mils. So, to the moon we go, to the moon we go, baby. on the moon one day in the wonderful in the very very month of may in the merry merry month of may no in the merry merry month of december um again more tricks where you can bounce off of a uh, bad guys i used to think these guys look kind of like gizmo duck they're like armored ducks to come and try to punch you basically i think they're robots but they have like little jets in the back kind of cool um ignore the rope for now keep going to the right Watch out, and yeah, watch out. It's a very easy place to fall and die. Luckily, you get tons of one-ups uh, throughout the level. So this is where you get to see some of the alien characters on uh, one of the, what is it, the alien level, or alien, not level, but episode uh, in DuckTales where it's, I think, yeah, um, Scrooge fires, <laughs> Scrooge fires Duckworth, and they basically get captured by aliens. Uh, or yeah, the, Duckworth and the nephews get captured by aliens because the uh, nephews go to help, uh, they go to like console Duckworth and hope they can convince Scrooge to hire him back where Duckworth is like basically waiting for the bus to kind of go to a new home or something, figure out what else to do in his life. So that's kind of the key there at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm having a hard time falling off of stuff, so it's kind of extremely frustrating. The music here is absolutely wonderful. It's kind of chill, like, yeah, like we're... We're, we're doing this. Everything's going to be okay. That's kind of like the feeling. Um, I'd say go up into the UFO on the moon. So go up the UFO, climb the uh, stupid metal rope or whatever it is. And then you get characters that look like bad guys from that uh, episode. Again, where they got... Um, yeah, he's like one of the big guards, whatever, in, on that uh, when uh, Duckworth and the nephews got captured by aliens. That was a fun episode, honestly. <laughs> Very fun episode. I'm almost getting it mixed up where, yeah, there was a monkey that was supposed to go to Mars, basically. That's a different episode, though, so we'll leave that alone. I think it's a little later in the uh, DuckTales, you know, uh, seasons and such. So I'm kind of messing around in the lower level of the UFO. Um, again, you can bounce around uh, on your pogo stick where you won't get hurt by the spikes, of course. Staying in the lower level, trying to collect all the treasures and such. Now we can kind of work our way up. Launchpad will be in the far left area. And the secret treasures in the far right, the far upper right area. Launchpad is in the upper left area of the UFO. So kind of like working yourself around and around and such. I'm probably kind of in the wrong area right now. But what the hell. I'm going to collect as much treasures as I can first before we go back. Figure why not. And you're going to want to collect a lot of the same stuff again when you come back from launch pad or whatever. See, I already have 154,000. So eventually, yeah, I mean, it's not going to matter. Anything above, whatever, it's just kind of a cool feeling. Yeah, yeah, I made 11 million or whatever. I remember my brother made like some unbelievable number, like 20 million or something, and you get no different ending. It's the same ending. So same ending as when you get 10. So don't waste your time freaking out about that. Um, here's where I don't believe... Yep. 
So, yep, that place is blocked. The UFO key is in that upper left area, if I remember correctly as well. That's where Launchpad is. If I again, I remember correctly. That's where, um, so you need the UFO key to get in the uh, the secret, or it's not really a secret room. It's this room, basically, to where uh, Gizmo Duck's controller is, where you can blast a wall. Instead, I'm just going to keep climbing up, 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 up. Let's go get the secret treasure. Why the heck not? So we're actually outside of the UFO in the upper right area. And you'll notice there's like those floating octopus-like aliens. What do you think you do there? You pogo off of them. That's right. Pogo off of them. We're in a secret area again. Keep that pogo stick out as you're in the air. Bouncing off those spikes. And there's your secret treasure, baby. It's a big, big, big block of gold up on the moon. Isn't that the coolest thing? Now you got your extra million bucks. Try not to fall off the edge because it's easy to do. Even though it's not the hardest game in the world, but I suppose it can be depending on what level you put it at. But um, yeah, you got your secret treasure. Might as well fly that back. What the hell? <laughs> even though it's good to pick up some money along the way, even though it doesn't matter. Um, this should push us right around 9 million, which again, once you get that gold or that uh, emerald cheese, that's basically all you need. That, it's like an emerald uh, Swiss cheese, basically, is the treasure in this level. I just made a couple extra bucks now along the way, just bouncing off those uh, octopus-looking aliens. It's an octa-alien, so now I'm back down to the first level in the UFO, working my way back to the left. Up the rope we go. Again, just bounce around, collect whatever you need in the area. Again, because again, there's hidden stuff in the walls or in the air or whatever the heck when you're bouncing around and that's basically what you got to do there's some funny glitches that can happen here too where these uh robotic ducks that punch really hard basically can get stuck and it looks really funny <laughs> as they punch really fast so watch out in that case there's another area where you get a bounce off this little metal stool thing um to the far left of the screen and there's treasures there again so this probably looks all too familiar to other parts of the game and all that so it's probably something you'd have figured out on your own by now one way or another and if not well that's where it is i'm working my way up to the upper left area so it's not once you get to the upper left area that's where the ufo key is so the very upper left corner of the ufo i used to call it the ufo when i was a kid just because i didn't know what the heck i'm talking about so i got the ufo key bless me bagpipes <laughs> it's the ufo key woohoo so now here's lunch pail or launch pad. I'm going to have him take my 1,396,000 back to Duckburg. There's no seven in there. So if I fall into some kind of special zone again, I better be careful. I do not want to lose that million dollars. That would be so bad. God, that'd be bad. That's actually really risky. So don't freaking tempt fate by doing that. Actually, I was kind of tempted fate. 900, or excuse me, 9,128,000. So... I'm guaranteed to be a 10 million no matter what I do with the rest of the game. So hell with it. Much as it's fun to make money when you don't need to, it doesn't make any difference in the game. Wahoo. Collect what you collect what you feel like, whatever the heck, whatever mood you're in. If you're into collecting, getting all the money you can. Otherwise, just again, work your way up to the... Uh, we have to work our way up to that room now where the, uh, the uh, Gizmo Ducks uh, controller is. So I guess Gizmo Duck was captured or something. That's technically what happened, because Gizmo Duck is is Fenton Crackshell. Spoiler alert. So I don't know why you need a controller other than maybe he was uh, 
yeah, under control by the aliens or something. That's why you can kind of get him back. I suppose there's an episode about that in DuckTales as well, where you need the controller to kind of get him back. Him being Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck! So just kind of work your way up a bit until you get to that room where Webby is. Again, climbing up, climbing up, and then work your way to the left. Webby's gone, because I already got the uh, key. And now you just see a bunch of uh, aliens around the... Uh, <laughs> Gizmo Duck controller, I guess. It looks like an NES advantage. That's probably what they were going for. Bless me, bagpipes! No Gizmo Duck can blast that wall! Yes, he can. So staying down outside of the UFO would have been dumb anyway. You just run into the wall where you can't do anything. So now let's work our way down out of the UFO. As now we are out of the UFO. Rock and roll. Head to the right, head to the right, head to the right. And another obnoxious uh, moving platformer. You could lose lives quickly by just nudging the controller. You just want to drop an F-bomb anytime that happens. You can imagine it may have happened just now. But <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying how easy it is to screw up. Even though it's an easy game. Sometimes you just kind of, you just want to keep moving and then you screw up. So it's always fun when you do stuff like that. That's part of the game, baby. Part of the game, right? You have to time it just right, otherwise it's just going to screw you over. You have to pretty much time it as the uh, moving platform is coming towards you. That's the trick. Because if it's, if it's starting to go the other way, you're not going to catch up. It moves the same speed you do, meaning it's too late. So you are fudge-knuckered, mother sucker. And it sucks. So <laughs> if you need to do an emulator save state because you don't have patience for that kind of crap, go for it. I don't think you're cheating. I just don't. Somebody else might think that. I don't. Hell with it. It's, it's, you know, it's annoying. It's an annoying, stupid part of the game. Best way to go is to the pouncing pogo stick and kind of work your way over. But uh, even then, you can screw that up somehow sometimes. But uh, that's the trick, though, is it's kind of coming. Time it right. Bounce and bounce and bounce. You're finally done with that crap. Thank you, God. And now you have Gizmoduck come. You basically walk up to what looks like a green wall. Gizmo Duck comes automatically. Of course, he's off color. He's red and gray, which is weird. Instead of white, which I guess is the worst thing he could be. Oh, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> white suit. No, I don't know. The, the Vikings wore white uniforms. Nobody was mad at them. So when they beat the uh, New York Giants not too long ago here, a couple of days ago on Christmas Eve. But um, now once you blast the wall, you're in the final area with all the Beagle Boys. I only have $30,000 because... I'm going to have 10 million right after this, so doesn't matter. Just kind of work your way to the left. Now I only have 20,000 because they steal 10,000 from you when they touch you. One of the harder bosses is the mouse. You just kind of want to take your time with that guy. Or, well, just keep bouncing nonstop and avoid him as best possible. Eventually he's going he's gonna to die. And I did get him. There's your uh, emerald block of cheese. And welcome to 10 million land. Congratulations, but you did not beat the game yet. Oh no, you did not beat the game yet. It's clear. Uh-oh. Uh, what, what's going on? Why is all the stuff flying out of the machine? That doesn't make any sense. What kind of crap is that? Ha-ha. If you want to get back the treasures, 
come to Dracula Duck Manor. Okay, so it looks like Transylvania. It's it's Transylvania. It's Dracula Duck Manor. Um, basically, work your way back to where Magicka the Spell was. There is no money. Zilch. You are all done collecting money for the rest of the game. Work your way back to where Magicka was. You get to the rope, go up, and all that. Head to the right. At least I believe that's correct. Yep, and then get to the next rope. Go up. Head to the right a little bit. Go through the uh, illusionary wall. See, so there, there is some interesting stuff if you go in some of those other mirrors that you can look at. But right now, we're just kind of going through the game and all that and how to beat it, I guess. But it, there's some interesting areas where you get into like a mining uh, cart and everything with all the uh, <laughs> all the nephews. They go, let's let's take a ride, Scrooge. And you basically jump out of the cart, the, the mining cart, whatever. And the boys are still in it as they fall in the pit, I guess. So that's interesting. That's nice, Scrooge. Very nice of you. But I guess they don't get hurt or killed or anything. Again, go in the right mirror. The right mirror when you go through the illusionary wall. You're in the final stage of the game, basically. It's so scary. It's so hard. You have ghosts coming down. Again, it's the same area where Magic of the Spell was. It does look a lot like Castlevania, but it's Capcom, damn it. Dracula is not hard, really. Again, it's kind of like Magic of the Spell in terms of you want to hit the, uh, the bats when they're flying low. Sometimes they don't fly low, which is really annoying. So you got to kind of be patient and uh, put up with that crap. Sometimes they fly low enough, you bounce off the bat, and then pogo off of uh, Dracula's head in sequence. I've done it now twice successfully. He's not that hard. So it is kind of ironic. The final boss in this game is Dracula. Ooh. Dracula duck, though. I've now hit him three times, I believe. Low-flying fruit or low-flying fruit bat or low-flying bat or whatever the heck it is. He's been hit four times. I don't know how I reached that high. He's gone. He disappears after you hit him. And then there's the easiest final, like, sequence in the history of video games, I think, other than maybe the, the Dracula and Castlevania 2. Flynnard Glomgold is being carried by magic at a spell in her, like, crow form, basically, because she can turn into a crow. You, you may, <laughs> you may have been Dracula Duck, but not me. If you want the treasures back, you'll have to catch me. You don't catch him, though. You don't even catch him at all. You just climb up the rope faster than Magic of the Spell uh, flies up Glombold, and you touch the treasure chest. That's kind of lame. You're telling me $10 million, all those treasures were in that tiny little treasure chest? Then you get the happy ending. Wahoo. Of course, in this case, when you're over 10 million, Scrooge will be on like a big pile of gold coins and bags and all that stuff. Yeah, so very nice. Um, there's the uh, the duck press. Scrooge finds hidden treasures. In addition to finding the legendary five treasures, Scrooge also found the hidden treasures, and he got this uh, this uh, medal and all that. It's very cool. So and it shows the total amount of money. And then the uh, the, the nephews say, "Hooray, Uncle Scrooge! We're glad you found the treasures, but don't forget, we helped too." I guess you did. Looks like it's Dewey talking in that case. So, thank you, Dewey. Appreciate your help. Scrooge says, Right, lads. I couldn't have done it without you. I really am the richest duck in the world. End. What kind of ending is that? Right, lads? I couldn't have done it without you. I really am the richest duck in the world. Because you got $10 million? Jeez, inflation sucks, huh? $10 million is going to make you the richest duck in the world? Or at least it's going to put you past everybody else? Hmm. 
I think they're off by about 90% there. Maybe 10 billion extra might help push you back, uh, push you up or even beyond that. And supposedly in some episodes, they act like Scrooge McDuck is a quadrillionaire, right? Kind of like some of the evil banksters out there, maybe with all the derivatives and such, all that New World Order stuff that that uh, some of us believe and some of us don't. Let's just say, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the, I, I think there's some bad stuff going on with all of that, of course. Um, <laughs> but others probably don't. Um, yeah, they talk that Scrooge is a quadrillionaire, and then there's an episode where Fenton counts all the money, and it's like a hundred and hundred and seventy million or something. Like really, that's it? It was something like that. I was like, it's yeah. So if Scrooge is the richest duck in the world, I think it's more than a hundred million, also. So, yeah, he would be a multi, multi, multi billionaire at the very least. Of course, they come up with quadrillion, they come up with zillion, whatever, but zillion's a made up number. So, who knows? Who cares? It's all a fantasy world. It's a cartoon. But DuckTales is a lot of fun and absolute joy. So, it was a fun game to play through. It does feel like there's something missing. They could have had more levels. They could have made. I don't know, they could have made the levels larger, they could have made more character involvement, this and that, I don't know, um, it's a good game that could have probably been great at the end of the day, uh, so before we get to fan interaction, should I pass out the awards, or should I wrap up the show, it kind of depends on, or, or should I wrap up the show with the, uh, the rating, I'm gonna do the rating now. Um, so it'll probably go on my feeling from time to time, uh, graphics, I would say are a five, the music, I would say is a five, the gameplay, and over uh, the gameplay is like a four, four point five, and the uh, replay value it's a five. Sure, the replay value is a five, but the overall quality of the game itself, when you look past the graphics and the music, which again are both fives in my opinion. I mean, Scrooge McDuck looks like Scrooge McDuck, especially in this image right here. They actually even got the colors correct. Whereas, actually, when you play the game in the red outfit, that's the original Scrooge McDuck comic strip when he had a uh, uh, red suit. So. Yeah, red suit with, like, black uh, collar and stuff. So that is actually accurate. But, you know, again, it's like going back in time before DuckTales. So it was simply called Scrooge McDuck back in those days. I still remember seeing that and being like, or was it just called Scrooge? Um, it was definitely different. I remember looking at it way back in the day. I was like, why, why is he wearing red? But kind of like the Turtles, they all wore uh, red bandanas um, in the original comic strip way, way, way back in the day before uh, the original comic books, before the show, they all wore red. You know, all the turtles wore red bandanas instead of, you know, blue with Leonardo and so on and so forth. So um, those are my ratings. So overall, it's like way up there, like 4.8. So it's a very highly rated uh, game. So can't really complain uh, about this one at all. Just again, it just feels like maybe there's something missing. The the, the bosses are kind of lame at the end. Like it, they could have had a tougher ending a more interesting ending, I think. Uh, and apparently, yeah, and yeah, and it happened the first time I ever played it, where actually Glomgold beat me to the money. All you do is go back to Transylvania again, and uh, not Transylvania, but yeah, well, yeah, to fight Dracula Duck again. Wow, that was so hard. Like, big deal. So, it doesn't really affect a whole lot. You just do the same thing again. It's just messing around, really. So, it's not an intimidating, tough ending to the game. They could have come up with something a little tougher, I think, other than, again, just changing the difficulty level, which is more like cheap deaths or you just die faster, that kind of thing. That's okay, but it actually makes the game a little cheaper because you die faster. Um, yeah, so 
otherwise, that, that's my major complaint with the game. Other than that, great graphics, great memories, great music, um, and all that. So, and pretty accurate to DuckTales storylines and such. It's cool to see some cameo appearances, even Gyro Gearloose in that secret zone. It would have been nice if he was uh, played a bigger role, but I don't know. It is what it is. Bottom line, it could have been a bigger, tougher, more interesting game, particularly at the end, but it that's how they made it. They, they, they made it. They took the opportunity to make a lot of money, and they did. So with that, let's get to fan interaction, or shall we call it? That's a sports thing. Let's get to uh, feedback, the feedback segment right here, right now. So the Twitter account for this show is at VGF podcast at VGF underscore podcast. Um, Yep. At VGF underscore podcast. And then the best way to kind of keep things organized when you put out a question, comment, whatever the heck it would be, hashtag VGF uh, B VGFB like video game flashback hashtag video game flashback. I almost said it uh, video game flashback podcast, but that would be kind of weird. Actually, Derek came up with a better idea there. So we'll be hearing from Derek Felska quite a bit. Again, big friend of Brave the Wild, great hockey fan, but also a classic, classic gamer. So uh, he'll be on the show at some point. He'll be on the show at some point. Again, I'll probably be solo most of the time, but sometimes we might put in some pretty fun, interesting. Uh, Productions with a you know with a guest like like a Derek maybe my friend Paul will come on if he if he uh, if he would like to to talk about a game like Jumping Flash Jumping Flash Two who knows maybe some others again that uh, that he liked a lot the Contras he knows more about Contra than I do I'm fessing up Paul knows a lot more about Contra than I do and he is really good at it so Derek's probably pretty good at it as well from what I uh, gather. He says, yep, and he posted, uh, got a memory of the SNES NES classic DuckTales. Share it with VGF Podcast. Tag it, hashtag VGFB. It rolls right off your tongue. And give your memories on this terrific platformer. Please retweet. Yep, and thank you guys so much. Um, So we'll hear from Derek mostly on this one, which is fine. I hope, again, as this show grows, more and more people get involved with the feedback section. Not complaining one bit, though. Not complaining one bit for it with uh, with with Derek's uh, questions and comments. I really appreciate him very much. Uh, he he didn't get to play this game as much as some uh, as much as he probably would have liked as a, as a youth. Some of us, you know, maybe we didn't get into certain games as much as other people. So there there that's just kind of how that goes. Um, Derek says, "Okay, so Travis Krenz replied with something. Let's see where is it? Travis Krenz said, "Yep, we always rented this one. Okay, cool." And then Derek replies to him with, "Oh yeah, Travis." Uh, did I call him Travis? Anthony Krenz. There was a Travis Krenz in the past, which actually, let's just say Anthony's a lot better person than Travis Krenz was. I apologize. Oh my, I apologize. <laughs> oh yeah, Anthony. Oh, oh yeah, Anthony Krenz. What do you remember of it? I have seen people do speed runs of it, but I never played this one myself. I have it. I just haven't gotten around to playing it yet. And I can fess, you know, I can fess up to certain games like that. This one, luckily, yeah, I, I go way back to that. Um, Anthony says, I was really young during the 
NES years. I remember it being pretty difficult, but that was probably because of my age. I loved the cartoon, so I loved the game. Of course, he says. And then, yep, Derek wants me to make sure that I saw it with the hashtag VGFP. And again, those of you that uh, are listening, I mean, you're just starting the show. Yeah, go on Twitter and comment. Uh, all that fun. Uh, Derek often will put out a, a bat signal, or, or I will, on the... Uh, Twitter on the Twitter account or both of us and like say hey you know this 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 is going to be the next show we're going to talk about DuckTales we're going to talk about Mega Man 1 we're going to talk about Super Mario whatever the heck or just regular Mario Brothers who knows who, who knows what's going to be next there's kind of a short list but it'll be one of the group and I'll eventually like come up with the uh, what I want to do and then uh, you can comment on it in there before the show comes out because that's kind of the idea maybe a few days to up to a week or two weeks before the show comes out I may put, uh, me or Derek may put off the bat signal just to kind of get some conversation because obviously, again, sometimes sometimes it's, it's good to wait a little bit, obviously, to get some comments, but I get the feeling right now, people aren't, people just aren't responsive right now for some reason because it's kind of like maybe kind of too green, it's too new of a show. Uh, even though the uh, show existed several years ago, there were no new episodes in it all this time. So, again, humble apologize for the, apologies for that. Derek says, I remember seeing DuckTales featured in an issue of Nintendo Power Magazine. I was at my cousin's house. This was before I had a Nintendo, but I would pour through those magazines because they would show you uh, level layouts like a map, power-ups, bosses, etc. Yeah, and that was awesome. I love that. Uh, my favorite episode of, or I keep calling everything episode, my favorite um, issue of Nintendo Power Magazine was the Mega Man 3 one. I'm kind of blanking on. Uh, I think that I think that one had Roger Rabbit in it. I think that one did. I'm getting mixed up on which one had which, which one had what. Actually, I think it was the Mega Man Two one that had Roger Rabbit in it. Um, yeah, where you could get all kinds of hints because that game is almost impossible to win without a cheat code or yeah, cheat code. Well, yeah, you enter in the code and you already have the will because you have to find the four different pieces of the will on that one. We'll probably do a show on that one someday. In fact, I guarantee we're going to do a show on Who Framed Roger Rabbit for NES. Oh, hell yes. Uh, it's greatest music ever. It's an underrated game, but there is a side to it that is real bullcrap, too. So, let's continue. Derek jumps in a new one. Uh, another one says, Even though I realized the purpose of that magazine was to sell products, and oh, it did, <laughs> the magazine usually seemed to feature games that were pretty good. Part of that magazine was a top, yeah, I love that, top 25 list of, like, your rankings in college sports, and DuckTales was was in it, yep. Um, yep, it was in the, the top 25 a long time. The rankings supposedly came from stores sharing their sales records, so it had this sort of unbiased view of a game's true popularity. Despite its popularity, I didn't know anyone that had the game. Wow. As a kid... Oh, let me see. As a kid, you were limited. Yep, see, I see how he's doing it. He's splitting it up into four because that's how it fits. Uh, as a kid, you were limited by what you had access to. Yeah, because we didn't work yet, you know. Either either your own usually small collections of games or with your friends' games and rental options. Yeah, like trading them around. But as a kid, you go with what you know. I saw DuckTales, but since no one in my bubble of games had it or played it or talked talked about it, and because um, because of that, I didn't try it. Oh, that's a bummer. Today, with emulation, people take for granted the access a person to a console's library of games. Yep. 
that's, yeah, whew, yeah, it's crazy. Like, we're like video game millionaires now, probably most of us, aren't we, compared to back then. Literally, video game millionaires. Like, you have every game. Like, I could have, I have DuckTales 2 on emulation, and I, eh, I'll try it one of these days and do a show about it, but it's, it's, it's like, not the same. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, DuckTales certainly appears like a game I missed back in the day, but one I would look forward to getting to play soon. Yep, no doubt. No doubt, and I, I hope you like it. Hope you enjoy it when you get a chance. It, it, it should be fun. Again, it's kind of a rhythm game. You just kind of get in that bouncing mode. You kind of get in the rhythm, basically, and that's kind of how you are able to, <laughs> you know, beat it and get past, you know, get get past the bosses and such and get, get to the hidden treasures very easily. So it's a fun way to go, really enjoyable, quite frankly. So thank you very much for your involvement, Derek, and uh, hope, hopefully I'm getting in, uh, some new listeners here and there. Apparently the show is, and, uh, and those of you that already are listeners, hey, I appreciate you a million times over. I'm not like, I just want new listeners. Oh, you know, of course I appreciate anybody that listens to the show, like you wouldn't believe. Um, but the show is trending in the right direction. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Mega Man 2 is doing pretty good, actually. So we'll see. It's not, it's not anything like a major hit or anything as of right now. Mickey Mousecapade is the lead show at the moment, but that could change uh, could change at any time. I'm pretty sure the Mega Man 2 show will succeed. It's funny, so I'm kind of going Capcom, 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 Capcom lately. Maybe we'll go Konami with Blades of Steel next, or regular Nintendo with uh, Super Mario Brothers. So, even Mario 2, I tend to play that around, like, uh, usually around Super Bowl week, so that's a little ways off. I tend to play that around that time. I'm just a weird guy. Like, uh, I, I just get vibes at certain times of the year. Like, May, I play Dragon Warrior 1 because it kind of has that springy look in that game. I'm a weird person, you know? We head into Christmas season, DuckTales, Mega Man 2, you know, games like that. Even Mega Man 1, I tend to play, try to play more of the winter games because, well, shoot, uh, Brave of the Wild ends with uh, Gutsman usually in the, in the thing. So, at the end of the episode... I go, this one ends with the Mega Man 2, uh, you know, like Dr. Wily stage with uh, the dragon and then the second level also. Uh, it's that same song. So, yeah. <laughs> I just get a vibe. Like, July, I play Earthbound because I got it for my, my birthday. I'm just weird. 1943 has a summer vibe and I got it for my birthday in 1989, if I remember correctly. Like, 99% sure I did that year. Um feels like my parents were really, really generous by around Christmas time because it's like, I think I'd get like multiple games sometimes. and But I don't know if they were on sale or what the deal was, but yeah, because most of them were new back then in like 89, 90. But uh, yeah, my birthday, it was 1943 and I think a cute little car, if I remember correctly. Uh, 1943, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that in the summer, I think, if I have time, because obviously the summer is going to be a little tougher. But this show is a kind of show that I can do in short little spurts of time, and then piece them together, piece them together, piece them together, and bam, there's a show. So that's the good part about video game flashback. It's not time-sensitive. Like, oh, the Wild beat the Calgary Flames and all that, like Brave the Wild, you know, or the Vikings beat the New York Giants. Got to do the show in a, in a day or two, basically, uh, where, yeah, Brave the Wild, Tim Rules Explosion, it's a weekly show, and it's time-sensitive. If I talk about games that happened two months ago, you might not give a damn. If I talk about DuckTales, which you played as a kid and could still play today, you give a damn. So it's different. It's not as time sensitive. That's what's really cool about this show. 
now that I've babbled way too much about that, um, that's kind of, uh, again, where we could be heading. Maybe a, a Blades of Steel, Mega Man 3. These are all kind of games that could be floating around. Uh, idea. Super Mario Brothers was the other one that I've been talking about forever. Uh, one of these days, I'll finally do that one. That's a game I got for Christmas season because it came in the Nintendo in the 88-89 Christmas. So, yeah, um, it's exciting. You know, DuckTales was a, was my brother's Christmas present many years ago. So it's stuff like that um, that can help you kind of lead in that direction. So yeah, if I come up with something completely different, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something, which probably I probably won't do that one now, but who knows. I'll, of course, announce it on uh, Twitter, what's next, and then... Uh, you can uh, comment and do your feedback away. You can also call into the show like uh, Derek did twice. This one he figured, yeah, I'm not going to do it because I he didn't have the memories for this game. But for some of you that do in the future for a Mario or whatever, and you can talk about games that I've already done episodes on because why the hell not? Of course you can. It's not time sensitive. It's not. Even if it's five years ago, I did the Mickey Mousecapade episode, but you really want to talk about Mickey Mousecapade or Jaws or Mega Man 2, go for it. What you do is open up your free voice recording app on every smart device on the planet. Basically open it, press record, talk into it, five minutes, whatever the heck, just like that's an approximate amount of time. There's no real limit. Um, And if you just want to do a short 30-second thing, that's fine too. Um, And basically email it to Paladino Live at yahoo.com. That's after you save it, whatever. Uh, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. That's in the show description. So please do that. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar with a Z.com. Wonderful website where you can convert files. That way I can put it into the uh, the show. With that said, thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. Please put a positive rating on Apple Podcasts or uh, Stitcher has it. Um, Audible has it. Spotify has a way to do star ratings. If you can do that, please do. And again, tell your friends about the show. Word of mouth, you know, retweet, share on Facebook, retweet Twitter, obviously, a quote tweet, whatever the heck. You know, get the word out. Thank you. And I'm going to try to get the word out as well to make this show move in the right direction because this is a lot of fun. And again, the fact that it's not time sensitive, it's, uh, it's a fun way to do a podcast. It really is. I've never really experienced this before. So it's really cool. With that said, take care, and we'll let you know which game it is. Until then, everyone, game on.